Welcome to the Waconia Pulse, a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. Now, here's the Waconia Pulse. Welcome to the Waconia Pulse. We are the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, your trusted real estate guides. My name is Laura Falk, and here with me today are teammates Ben Smothers and Ann Smothers, as well as special guest Todd Hahn, the Vice President of Hometown Bank and Branch Manager of the Waconia location. Uh, welcome, Todd. We are so excited to have you on the show today and appreciate that you took some time to join us. Uh, a little different recording today. We are Zoom recording, practicing our social distancing in this quarantine. So uh, if you're wondering why it sounds a little different, that is why. Today, we're going to talk about what has been happening since episode two in the real estate world. Then we're going to jump into loans and the spring market with Todd and finish out our podcast with some info on what we're doing outside of work to stay safe and sane during this time of quarantine. Let's jump right in. As you have learned recently, uh, the stay at home was extended to May 4th, and we were happy to hear that real estate remains in the critical sector, so we are still able to do our business with precautions in place. Team, do you have any examples of some of the items or the changes that we have experienced with listing and showing homes? Masks. A lot of, uh, a lot of sellers are requiring masks, you know, to, to go in homes and and hand sanitizer and keeping hands in pockets and everything like that. And we do, um, Remax does have a, what is, it's called a buyer questionnaire. It's kind of a notice that we can upload onto the listings and it just asks some specific questions so that the seller can look at that and say, yes, the buyers don't have a fever. They haven't been traveling. They, they are healthy at this moment. I know it's, it's so vague, but at least it gives the sellers a little bit of insurance that people just are not, you know, willy nilly going around looking at homes. You know, it makes people think that they're probably a little more serious if they have to ask those questions. And with the virtual as well, we have been doing what we can to share virtual tours of homes and, you know, sharing those with our clients or having those just happen with our listings as they're recommending we exhaust all of our options, you know, digitally so looking at different photos and tours before making the decision to actually physically show the property which has been um, helpful we've we've had some of those tools in place already but we're really kind of upping that to continue practicing safety yep i've uh i mean i think a lot of us have noticed the decrease in the number of showings on our active listings at least i know i have and stuff to explain to sellers what to expect because the first showing now is happening online in the virtual world. I have a listing in Victoria that should be, I mean, it's spring, it's, it's, you know, it's gotten next to nothing as far as showings. But then again, the whole Victoria, there isn't much happening at all in Victoria as far as listings pending. So that, you know, it, it just does mean that we are all in this together and it's just going to take a while to, work its way through, I believe. Certain price points, we have seen multiple offers. I feel that's coming from, you know, some pent ups. We had some buyer demand leading into this spring market for kind of the popular price ranges where we have a lot of shoppers. So uh, even with some of that buyer drop off, we still have been seeing multiple offers, which is you know, typical in a regular spring market, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is price dependent. I've got a listing in Norwood for 244 and 
We've had 18 showings in 12 days and no offers yet. So people are out looking at in certain price points. It's just uh, they're not ready to pull the trigger on something they may not think is worth it right now. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely our jobs to you know, be supportive and understanding as this is a very strange time. And then also just make sure that we're sharing um, the facts, you know, sharing the information right. that, that exactly. is out there for us, the data that we do have, um, you know, as far as, as just numbers overall and, you know, interest rates, things like that, just so that they can decide if for themselves they they want to pursue a real estate transaction. Um, that being said, I was surprised. I saw an article uh, recently through Minnesota Realtors regarding the seven county Twin Cities region, and it was stats year to date um, through March 2019 and then through March 2020, so kind of the first part of the year. And new listings were up 10%. So in 2019, there was 12,747 listings. In 2020, there was 14,078. Closed sales was also up 9.6%. Median sales price was up 5.5% from 274.9 to 290%. Of over original list price received was up 0.4% from 97.9% to 98.3%. And days on market until sale went from 50 days in 2019 to 48 days in 2020. So seeing some really you know positive data was was good to see you know one thing people have been talking about is the spring market you know typically we'd be right in the thick of it right now and my feeling is that it's going to be delayed you know into the summer the you know the normal spring market the summer could be uh, pretty pretty busy I, I, well, that's the feeling i have anyway what about you guys depending on obviously when when things start to return to what we consider normal you know what maybe a late summer fall and a push that we usually, you know, experience in the spring might happen then. When we first had the stay at home policy, real estate, we were we were a little nervous that we wouldn't be able to work or particularly show homes due to the, you know, stay in place and the social distancing uh, rules. However, we did get the go ahead. We were considered essential or in the critical sector. And within a real estate transaction, though, there are obviously um, a lot of moving parts and a lot of different uh, people working together from start to finish, uh, including title companies, lenders, inspectors, appraisers, photographers, sign companies, etc. And those are all still open for business as well, but taking their own necessary safety precautions. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk with Todd uh, regarding lending and what he is seeing this spring. we're back. Todd, thanks again for being here. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Thanks, Laura. And uh, thank you, Ben and Anne as well. It's a pleasure to be on and, and to be asked to be on here uh, representing kind of the just the lending industry. So um, I've been in banking for about 15 years, been with Hometown Bank here as a community banker for six and a half years since we've been open, lived here in Maconia uh, during that same time frame. You know, as far as mortgage lending, I've been doing, uh, I would say, 
75 to 80 percent of my day is is on the residential real estate so with this COVID 19 and the the stay-at-home policy what has changed with your day-to-day at the bank for us uh for those of you that have had the opportunity to be in here at our location we, we really designed this to be customer and wanting to have people here in the lobby that's on a regular day in our in our building, um, it's common to have a whole bunch of people here hanging out because we have a coffee shop um, kind of tied into our lobby, and that's grown quiet with the you know with the stay at home in place. The the lobby is closed. The doors between the coffee shop and the bank are closed, and so it's quieter in here. And we're having to do business in a different way. So our transaction volume is just way different in the bank. Um, people are using the drive up. Maybe they're using things like online banking or taking pictures of checks versus coming in and seeing us. So we hire a whole bunch of people that love talking to customers face to face and they're not getting their fix right now unless they can do calls like this. Yeah, Mocha, Mocha Monkey and Hometown Bank, um, that partnership is so cool. I remember when they were building the bank and when they came together with you know the coffee shop idea in the bank, I just thought that was such a cool, cool thing. And when I want to get out, you know, out of the office and have a little change of scenery, I pack up my laptop and head over. And there's just a, a great kind of atmosphere to, um, you know, sit, open the computer, grab a coffee, and just you know get some work done. So it's so comfortable over there. It's like there's, it's not a bank <laughs> at all. Yeah. It's very fun. There's a little fireplace and everything. So. Get to say hi to Todd and and just kind of be uh, in a different place. Yes, so. we miss that. We miss that too with uh, with the other people not being here. So, yeah. But at the same time, I think that we're in a our our office is in a great position. You know, our parking lot's full, and it's because we have twenty people. Mm-hmm. And we're able to, you know, I think that's maybe in a lot better situation than than what some people have, and we count our blessings at the same time. Have you seen a number drop in like your, I mean, I mean, have you seen an effect financially, the financial side of things for the bank or has it been pretty stable? Well, I think the, the timing of this for the bank and some of the different things that are happening, I would say that over the last month or so, my wife can attest to this. I probably work more than I ever have um, just because of the volume that's coming in, mostly wow. related to where the rates are. And then, if anybody knows anything about the small business administration loans that are coming out, they've been quite a bit of work and it's a, it's a great program for some businesses to take advantage of and we're here for them. That's really good to know and, and know that there are some of those small businesses that are actually trying to utilize it because we don't want to lose those small businesses in town and we certainly want, you know, if they can get help to get help. Yep. And that's really good to hear. Maybe mid-February until now, mid to late February, interest rates took a nosedive. Uh, We saw probably the most erratic interest rates that we've ever seen in the mortgage world. Some announcements and some steps that the Treasury has taken to help stabilize that have really driven rates to a point where the 30-year rate right now, whether it be refinances or purchases or people that are looking to do improvements on their house, those are historic low rates. We're seeing rates in the very low 3%. Um, for 30-year mortgages, pretty consistent here over the last couple of weeks. And we're seeing 15-year mortgages even in the mid-twos. And so uh, from an affordability standpoint, now is a great time. I know that you guys gave a market update, um, but when it comes to your buying power and what your monthly payment's going to look like over the life of your loan, it's 
certainly nice to get financing in place that you don't ever have to worry about refinancing. Yeah, we work with buyers, obviously, over longer periods of time as well, if we first connect with them when they're just thinking about a change, you know, sometimes it's a year, two, three years before uh, they actually make a change. And I've experienced, you know, when they go back for a pre-approval, they went, oh, wow, you know, I, I can afford more than I thought, you know, based on this historic low with those interest rates, which has been, you know, a nice right. surprise for a few of those more long-term clients. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when we, like, when we do meet with buyers, like Laura said, we're, we're not really supposed to quote rates, you know, that's kind of against um, the real estate uh, code. That's why we have somebody yeah. like we can refer them to and they can give them a good breakdown. But it's, it is interesting to, you know, the people who aren't as savvy with numbers and to, to understand that, you know, the difference between in their monthly payment between, a t you know, $10,000 on a mortgage is, is actually pretty minimal in the grand scheme of things. And it's, you know, right. it's always fun to see their face, you know, Oh, I can, that's all, <laughs> you know, it's right. 25, 30 bucks a month different for, you know, another bedroom or a deck or something like that. So. Yeah, that's a good point, Ben. That's really, I've used that in the past where, and people feel a lot more at ease when they, they think it's going to be hundreds of dollars to the mortgage and they, it's only $10 or $20. And yeah, it does uh, help to explain that or have your lender explain that. Well, the, the other thing is, Ben, you mentioned a deck, you know, you have a lot of people that, and the three of you have all experienced this, you're walking through, they, they're excited about the house and the seventh and eighth time that they're looking at it because they're so excited that they're in contract and they want to be picking out paint colors and they have all yeah. the improvements drawn up, but then they get in that house and they get moved in and that basement doesn't get finished the way that they want to, or, you know, it kind of gets put off. Now's a really good time to look at those projects because the price appreciation that we've seen the last couple of years, the combination of that, them paying their loan down, uh, and the in extremely low interest rates right now, it makes those types of loans affordable to be able to get the cash out that they need to be able to finish those projects. Mm. And they're all at home anyway right now, so they have time to I, fix them. Yes. <laughs> That's a great, great point. I think other ways that you think about uh, that you wouldn't think that this whole stay at home thing is affecting is as an example appraisers you know they're calling customers and they're saying things like if you could turn on all the lights I'm going to come into the house I'm going to be wearing a mask I'm going to be wearing gloves but I'd rather not have to touch anything so open all doors turn on all lights I'm just going to come through as fast as I can take pictures and leave you know their, their lives are affected too we're asking them to still go in houses and appraise homes and keep this mm -hmm. ball rolling and you know it's just something you don't think about and I know you guys all like this too. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this is going to the loan closing and seeing the joy on homeowners face when they're, you know, buying that first house or they're buying that next house. And, you know, with title companies, they're, they're I think they're doing the right thing and, and limiting who needs to be in the room. But that's, that's a tough part is not being able to be there at that, at that closing. That's very true. Are, what is the new release of government grants and loans with COVID or and how is that going? Is there anything yeah. on that? Great question. I think most of the government grants and the COVID stuff is related to small businesses. Uh, oh. I'm in a unique position where the job that I do, I do anything from home lending to car loans to business loans. And so um, we, we have a lot of customers that are reaching out about these different types of things. In particular, I'd give a shout out to the Waconia Chamber of Commerce. 
they've done such a great job on their website of kind of putting a spot where you can go, you can click here, and these are the links with the most recent and updated information. So that's the first thing I would say is make sure that you're going to the source. I wouldn't just trust a news article that somebody wrote or something that you hear in a press conference. I would go direct to the sources. When it comes to those different grants and, and programs, it really depends on the type of business. It depends on whether or not the business is open right now or if it's closed because of the stay-at-home orders. And I would just really encourage small businesses to contact their banker um, or contact you know, that trusted source if it's their accountant or their banker or attorney uh, to kind of get some direction on which of those programs would be best for them. Here at the bank, we uh, and, and all banks are processing and are working with the SBA on a specific program that's related to payroll. Um, it's known as the SBA uh, Payroll Protection Program. That particular loan is intended for businesses that are currently, they haven't been shut down, but they are affected by this. They're wanting to keep their payroll in place and, as opposed to maybe laying off their, their employees, or maybe they are looking at ramping up when the stay at home order gets lifted. And so then that, that, that time is when they should be applying for this loan because it provides a payroll loan that is forgivable. We're seeing a low influx of that. I think we'll see another influx of it in about a month when the, when the stay-at-home orders get lifted. Right. Do you have any predictions of or opinions of what the economy is going to look like once we're through this? Or? The hardest part about this is what's not known. You know, uh, all of us a week ago thought that the stay-at-home orders were going to be lifted on May 4th, and now they're May 13th. And so what happens with the economy? It depends on when people are able to return to work and what is the new normal going to look like. It's just no, nobody knows. And that's, that's the part that's kind of scary is, um, is the unknown as far as, like, what are those timeframes? What are those timelines when people are going to be going back? Because it's really hard to plan for what's unknown. Yeah. And the, not just the unknown, but the, how long of the unknown, you know, how correct is it, is it going to come to May 4th or May 13th and be another month? You know, it just, yeah, it's yep. every day is a different update. So it's kind of challenging. Well, and, the, and then kudos to the government for taking action with those different loan programs for small businesses because those businesses, that they are hurt. You know, everybody can see it. Right now, there's less cars that are driving by every day. That means businesses are getting less traffic. Businesses that you wouldn't think would be affected by this are. And, and so almost everybody is looking at these types of loans. And for the most part, a lot of them are very low interest rate and forgivable, or they're interest-free in some cases. That is, I think that's probably almost more important right now than, I mean, it's important about the mortgage interest rates, but when you have that large percentage of people that are furloughed or aren't working and aren't really sure what's going to happen, I mean, it's nice that we're offering some advice on that and not yeah. just pushing the mortgage rates because if you, right. if you have a job and you want to buy a house, it's a great time to buy sure. a house. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect storm, but if, you know, if you are, you know, sitting at home without a job right now, it's nice to know that you, there is some help, maybe some help for you. So, you know, the other thing to remember with the refinance, and, and this has kind of been a blessing for anybody that has gone through the process here in the last month or so, is that when they're doing their loan closing, the next month, they typically don't have a payment due. 
Right. And so in a way that's been a good relief, you know, mm-hmm. so if they applied in February and closed in March, they didn't have an April mortgage payment, you know, right. so that's right. been a nice break and a budget friendly thing for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, thanks, Todd. I think we're going to wrap up this segment. But um, as you've been hearing us chat back and forth here, you know, the spring market is is still keeping both of our industries busy, uh, despite the significant changes that we are experiencing in our day to day operations. Um, a huge driving force being those low interest rates that we discussed, as well as some buyer demand, you know, based on a seller's market. So um, thanks again, Todd, for spending some time with us today. And we'll be right back. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. We are going to conclude with some non-real estate conversation about what we are doing outside of work during this quarantine. Who wants to start? What are we doing? Walking the dog. <laughs> yes, Ben has a puppy. So new 13-week-old puppy, but just like everybody else in town, it seems like their dog is getting a lot more exercise than usual. <laughs> yes. um, you know, you walk a nice day or, you know, anything above 45 degrees, there's people walking all over the place, which is good, but it'll be interesting to see how, uh, you know, if, if people keep up that uh, trend when we're allowed to uh, get back to normalcy. Right, right. I've actually been doing some virtual fitness with uh, Sweat With Megan through Shape It Up Fitness, and she's such an amazing motivator. <laughs> um, even when you're virtual, she really kind of gets you going and makes you feel like it's not, you know, going to last forever. So plus I've been getting out and riding my horse more and getting some fresh air every day if possible. Yeah. Echoing both of those kind of same, same story for me on kind of getting outside when we have nice weather and hopefully we'll continue to see some warmer temps so that we can be outside you know, every day enjoying some sunshine um, and virtual fitness too has been huge. There's been just a ton of access to that, you know, through different companies, through different people, you know, even Facebook lives. If, you know, someone has a yoga certification, they might just choose to do a Facebook live and you can right. <laughs> watch, watch and join with that. And just a ton of, ton of virtual um, options. Right. What, what's been the favorite food takeout joint? Ooh, we have been eating a lot of that in our house and supporting uh, at least a couple times a week some local places. And there's been some really great uh, ones off the top. We have Vandy's has a really awesome Fish uh, Friday special that we've been doing. I think we did that one twice. And uh, Lola's does a family dinner option for two people or for four to six people. And it's kind of the whole meal and you know, salad or soup. And then you get the entree that they're featuring and then usually like a baguette or a bread option. And that's been fun just to see the different options and, and try those out. So those were, those were great. I haven't made it to the Mexican place in mayor yet. That, uh, was it agave, but I want yeah. to this week. Yeah. We've had hoppers a couple times, of course. Yeah. Yep, hoppers is awesome. Yep. Oh, I know one more thing that I do every morning. I do a I do a meditation um, with a Calm app, and yeah. it's like ten minutes, and it has gotten to be a habit. It's like I get up, I make coffee, and I go over and sit in my chair and turn that on, and it literally just kind of makes me, I don't know. It's like a kind of like an inducer of calmness. It's yeah. totally helps me to start my day without having so much anxiety about what's going to 
you know, because when you're working from home, like you guys, it's hard to, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to just sit down and do this and I'm not going to worry about this. And it is, it's so different. And I'm used to going, going, going all the time. Definitely. And, and it's, you know, a time where there's many distractions from, you know, media and news to, you know, staying on top of the changes that are happening with our, you know, with our work. It's just easy to kind of feel like your mind is everywhere. (laughs) You know, I I agree with that. So yeah, that sounds like a great way to kind of just start the day and get grounded and, and kind of focus Mm -hmm. in. So great. Uh, I did kind of a fun thing. So my husband and I used to take wine classes with Twin Cities Wine Education, which is a small business um, in Minneapolis. They usually do live classes at North Loop Wine and Spirits. And with this, you know, change and the requirements, he started a kind of branch off from his business called the Wine Workshop, where you can do wine classes or take wine classes with him via Zoom, which is really fun. And there, you know, did like a, a date night on a Friday night and it starts at 9 p.m. and you know you get suggestions for you know different wines to taste and, and the formatting is just like being you know in the class so it's really um, kind of a, it was a fun kind of date night inside um, sort of thing and tons of different topics and different class options so that's that an awesome fun. awesome idea yeah support a, a small business and look forward to you know kind of a date <laughs> date atmosphere Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Check out our website at smothersfolk.com and please hit subscribe on whatever podcast source you found us on. We would appreciate a rating and review as well if you do have a free minute to do that. We are active on social media, Facebook. We are facebook.com backslash smothersfolkrealty group. And our Instagram handle is at smothersfolkrealtygroup. There are tons of ways to connect with us. Just reach out and let us know how we can be of help to you at this time. We are the Smothers and Folk Realty Group. Stay well and thanks for checking your pulse. This has been the Waconia Pulse a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. You can find them online at smothersfalk.com, which is S-M-O-T-H-E-R-S-F-A-L-K.com. If you have a Waconia or real estate-related question or comment that you would like included on this podcast, please call 612-352-9177. Again, that's 612-352-9177. Make sure you tell us to which show you are calling to contribute. And please know that we may include your voice recording in future episodes of this podcast. The Waconia Pulse was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, Remax Advantage Plus, or Minnesota Podcasting. 